This is Engaging uh, Your Community. We're going to get started right on time. Uh, I'll be your host. My name is Jeff Vale from Avon, Ohio. And I want to start off with a scripture found in Luke chapter 22. And it's about a man named Simeon. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, this is speaking of Mary and Joseph and their new baby Jesus. They brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as was written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And so he came in the Spirit into the temple when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. And he took him up into his arms and he blessed God and said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for the revelation of the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel and a sign that is and shall be for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed let me let me begin with a word of prayer and then we'll jump into our subject heavenly father i pray that you will make us like simeons Although, Lord, we're talking about engaging our community, the most important thing, Father, is that we're led by your Spirit. I pray that your Holy Spirit would be upon us. I pray that the Holy Spirit would give us revelation. I pray that the Holy Spirit would guide us and lead our steps, just as you led Simeon. And, Father, that we would engage our community, not by wisdom, not by great techniques, but by the Holy Spirit. Lord, use us in each of our communities in Jesus' name. Amen. The Scripture says that the Spirit was upon Simeon. And if we're going to do anything in our communities, it really needs to be by the Spirit of God. We're all familiar with the Scripture from Zechariah that says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by My spirit, says the Lord. Simeon, the scripture says, the spirit revealed to him that he would not die until he saw the Lord's Messiah. We need a revelation of what the spirit wants to do in our communities. And we have to learn how to wait upon the Lord for supernatural direction. Next, he went into the temple. I don't believe it was the Sabbath. I don't believe it was a natural day for Simeon to be at the temple. I believe he was at home and the Holy Spirit said, go to the temple 
and go now. And he went. He was led by the Holy Spirit. And, and that's really, if I'm going to say anything at all, I'm going to say, please follow the Holy Spirit and seek the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit for what to do, for where to do it, when to do it, and how to do it. And that's my prayer for you as you engage your community. So I'll, I'll simply introduce myself first. My name is Jeff Fail. I've been pastoring here in Ohio for 29 years. And I've pastored all over Ohio in Lima, Barberton, New Lebanon, Wapakoneta, and for the last 10 years in, in Avon, which is just a little bit west of, of Cleveland. And I have to share with you that the things that I'm sharing with you are so, something that the Lord has done recently, not something that I practiced in my other churches. A lot of times when you go to another church, you can take something that you learned before and, and do it again. And then the Lord blesses it. But none of these things that I'm going to share with you ever even entered my mind at my other churches because it was something fresh that the Holy Spirit wanted to do. And so thus the, the exer, exhortation, follow the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you look at the handout, there's three handouts I gave you, and one is a calendar. Um, you can kind of see uh, some ideas uh, that we have practiced at Christian Heritage of engaging our community, and all of that just began slowly. So what I'd like to do today is just kind of share our story. It's a wonderful testimony, and then we'll take time to look at some practical things that uh, you can practice in your community, and I promise you, you're going to walk out of here that, with things you can do right away. But, but first, let me share our, our story in 2013, we hosted what we called uh, I Love Avon Day. And it, the, the concept behind it was to uh, honor our police and our fire and the city workers in our community. So we invited them to our church for a service. And, and that was probably our first mistake. Um, <laughs> we just thought they would come. And uh, we printed up all kinds of invitations, and I made several trips to the police department and handed them out, and we reserved uh, four rows on the right side for police and four rows on the left for the firemen. It didn't come. And, um, and we were, the church was so excited. We had made such a huge investment. We had rented this big tent, and, and we had prepared all this food for a barbecue, and we had bounce houses, and Carson, maybe you can show some pictures. And um, it was just a bummer, to be honest. We had two mayoral candidates. We had a mayor for 25 years, and he retired. So we had two mayoral candidates at our church, like handing out cards, you know, pencils. And I'm like, really, you guys? You're taking advantage of this? And uh, so it was a little bit of a bummer. Now, what we learned is the, the firemen and the police and the city, they just didn't want to come to the church service. It wasn't their church. They just didn't want to come. And so one of the things I think that we have to be reminded of is what do they really want to do? Because if they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. And so they didn't. What we learned when we walked outside, there were a few um, firemen and their families. And uh, what happened was the, the chief of police came to the service and I think he got on his cell phone and said, send a couple cops over right away. You know, let them eat a burger. 
because these guys worked really hard and they made a major investment and nobody showed up. And, uh, and that all worked in our favor eventually. Uh, but so that was our heart. That was what we wanted to do. But it just turned out to be an absolute flop. But I really, I really want to encourage you. It's okay to start anywhere and it's okay if it flops. Okay. And never despise the day of small beginnings because we did something. We worked really, really hard. And it was just the beginning of trying to follow the Holy Spirit and do something very nice for our community. So, isn't this how it always works? So we have two mayoral candidates. We do not like one. We like another one. Which one gets elected? The one, we, the one we really didn't want to get elected. And and here he was the one that God wanted to get elected. And he was the one who sat at the service and he said, this is a pitiful shame that nobody showed up for this. And uh, he became our friend. And uh, he's quite an advocate of our church. And as we go, th- as you, as I go through this presentation, you'll see how God just put our church in His heart. And it's just, it's an absolutely beautiful thing. We started the first thing that we did before we had our I Love Avon Day was we landscaped the police and the fire department. So Carson, if you'll okay, put up some pictures of that. I'm sorry for the lighting issue. You maybe can't really see it very well. But that was the first thing God put on our hearts. Go and landscape the police and the fire department. So if you don't, there's your first idea. Okay. Uh, it, it worked extremely well. Uh, we did not put, and you, you can, but we did not. We didn't put up any signs that said, Christian Heritage, the best church in town that landscaped the police and the fire department. That's us. We're right around the corner. We did not do that. We just landscaped the police and the fire department. We tried. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit. It's not a bad idea to say your church, you know, First Assembly of God landscaped the police and the fire department. That's not a bad idea. We just didn't feel that the Spirit of the Lord wanted us to do that. We just did it. And um, and then we hosted I Love Avon Day. And so there was a lot of kind of e- e- emotional stuff going on. Um, but that touched the mayor's heart. It touched the police's heart and it really began to build our relationship the the city they 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 did this why are you doing this we we just and i would just tell them we want to be seen as an asset in the community we just we want to we're here to help and a lot of times what you have in the city in your city is they don't quite understand. They think kind of like the church people stay to themselves and the school people stay to themselves and the city people, the city council, etc., stays to themselves. And so you, you have to kind of break, you got to break in somehow. And, and you definitely have to be, have a mindset of, I'm going, we're going to break in and do something positive in our city. And, uh, and have a mentality we're never going to give up. In 2014, we hosted a campaign called Pray for our police, thank a cop. And let me tell you where that all came from. I was just watching the nightly news and the breaking news came across the screen and they showed a tractor trailer in Nashville and somebody had spray painted, it was a white tractor trailer, somebody spray painted in red, kill a cop. I, um, I presently am the chaplain of the, of our police department in Avon, but I wasn't. And that just, it just broke my heart. Two, two doors down from me, is uh, a Cleveland police officer and his family lives there. My daughter babysat their kids and we know them. They're just a nice, they're just nice people, you know, good folks. 
And so when I heard that, and we have several police officers that live in my neighborhood, and I thought, that's sickening. Whoever did that, they just have no concept of the police are just, they're just normal people too. And so I, I begin to pray, Lord, help our police officers. Please protect police officers so that they're not executed just unfairly, unrighteously. Um, and I began to pray for them. And the Lord said to me, I want you to do something. I said, no, I want you to do something. He said, I want you to do something. But I said, I don't know what to do. And, and, and an, just this little idea popped in my head. Now, our church, we're very blessed. Our church sits on Highway 90, which is uh, in Cleveland. It's a big highway that goes all the way through most of the suburbs and drops off in Cleveland and then goes through the other side of Cleveland, the east side. And it's a, it's a long corridor, so our church sits right on the highway. And I thought, put up, a, put up something on the church that says, pray for the police. And, and then you have thoughts like, is that me? Is that God? And I just, I said, Lord, you're going to have to show me in some other ways. And, and eventually I felt, no, this is the Lord. And so we did. We printed up a big banner that sits on our church and it says, thank our, can you guys see that at all? Okay. I'm not sure because of this lighting. So we put up this big banner, uh, on our church. You can clearly see it from the highway. Um, it's, it has conjured up all kinds of emotion. Some people say, take that down. We've gotten hate mail, um, but, but most people appreciate it. The police appreciate it. Their wives send me emails. Thank you for what you're doing for our husbands. You know, you're really trying to generate um, respect in the community for our husbands, and we appreciate it. Uh, what I did was I... I just Googled, is there anything, anything out there that says honor the police? And I found out that September 15th is Thank a Cop Day. And it moves around, by the way. Um, I don't know what it'll be this year, but you can Google it. It may be September 18th. It's a Saturday. And so I found that out. It was right around the same time we were putting up our banner. And I went and read an open letter at our city council. And I said, I, I really want to encourage Avon to thank police officers and to, to pray for them. And um, it was kind of funny. So the city council really didn't know much about me and, and I didn't have a relationship with them yet. And so I said, I, want, I just want to encourage everyone to pray for the police. And the city council president said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Are you going to pray right now? And I said, no. I just want to encourage everybody to do that later at their home or something. I, I was just shocked. I was shocked that, you know, that he would react that way. It was bizarre. Um, but so I was just learning, okay, well, this is how our city is and just tread lightly. Uh, so just understand some people are very heightened uh, to Christians and prayer and other things. Uh, so just walk cautiously as you tread. So I said, no, I just want to encourage our city to pray for police. So we printed up magnets for cars, and we handed them out to people. Printed them up at our church. We probably handed out 500 of those. We made up little window decals, and I just went to our area businesses and said, can I, can I, can I put this up? Would you put this on your daycare? Would you put this on your pizza shop? Would you put this? And, and by the way, 
whenever you're doing anything like this, don't be shocked when people say, no, I won't. Because you're going to get a lot of that. Don't, listen, you're going to hear a lot of no's, okay? Just imagine you're sharing Christ with them. You're going to hear a lot of no's. I heard a lot of no's, and so I just went to the next place. Don't be discouraged by no's. And so we, we went to as many places as we could. The bigger places like GNC, Starbucks, they didn't want it. They said, oh, corporate, blah, 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 blah. Um, so you don't get discouraged by that. Go to mom and pop's places. And so that, that's what we did. And it was just so beautiful uh, the way our, our community responded. And they saw that Christian heritage, that our church was there not to make a great name for ourselves. And that's what you really have to be conscientious of because they'll pick that up. They'll pick that up. Oh, you're just trying to promote your church. You want more people to go to your church. Is that what, is that what this is about? Be, just be conscientious. Always listen to the Holy Spirit because it's not bad to publicize your church. That's not a bad thing. I'm just saying be sensitive as you go through. So it was after this, uh, when we had this campaign for our police officers that our mayor actually came to the uh, the chief of police and said, ask Pastor Fail uh, if he will be our police chaplain. And uh, But let me share with you where that started. That took three years from the first year that we landscaped the police and the fire department. The chief had me sit down. He said, hey, listen, we're thinking about bringing a chaplain on. Please read this. This is kind of our policy for a chaplain. I read it. I was all excited. Oh, they're going to ask me to be the chaplain. This is incredible. And then it just, bloop, it just dropped. And and the wheels of city progress, they move so slowly. And and so I prayed about that. And I, I really felt like God wants me to be the chaplain. So I would go and I would set up meetings with the chief of police. and And I would bug him. Okay. And I would say, sir, remember we talked about that chaplaincy? How's that going? Oh yeah. And I would just keep going to him every few months, just keeping it on his radar. And finally, the mayor told him, no, you need to have him uh, become the chaplain. So it's awesome. I have a great experience and relationship with them. I speak every Thursday morning to the police during roll call. I give them we would call them devotions. I just call them police talks. And uh, sometimes I just encourage them. Other times I speak about marriage. This past time I talked about don't burn your bridges. Um, so I talk to them about things. And wouldn't, you wouldn't say it's Bible things, but they're always biblical principles. And I know what I'm doing there. I'm there to encourage the police officers and be there for support. But I'm also there, I'm there by sent by God to eventually see them come to Christ. And after being there a long time, I've had lots of counseling uh, opportunities. And recently we had a police officer, a detective, who got cancer and immediately wanted to, of course, receive Christ. So praise the Lord. You have to be there and you got to wait, right? So praise the Lord. So on, on your sheet, I'll talk about this at the very end. Um, but let me move to some of the results of serving in our community. <clears throat> so after the the mayor asked me to become police chaplain, it's really opened up a lot of doors. We have a Memorial Day parade and we have a Memorial Day service and they have me pray for that. We have a, 
a July 4th bike parade. This is what our city wants to do. And I serve on that committee and they ask me to pray over the bike parade. Now you may think, oh, so what? Really? Are you really happy about that? I am happy about that. You know, you know why? Because I'm bringing Jesus into my city. Okay. And that's my job. And, and so they said, Hey, Pastor Fail, you want to pray over the bike parade? And I'm like, yes, I do. So literally we have, I don't know, thousands of people that come to the little bike parade. Pastor Fail is coming to pray over the bike parade. <laughs> Lord Jesus, thank you for the bike parade. I pray that no little kids run over each other, you know. And I, I just pray and I bring in, I just bring in the name of Jesus. And that's what we're supposed to do. Really bothers me though, and I'm sure it bothers you too. When you go to an event, our almighty, eternal, far out person up in heaven somewhere. Ah, I think God's going, really? Are you ashamed of me? Say my name, you know. And so God puts us, if any of you get opportunities like this, don't be afraid to say the name of Jesus, even if they throw you out. Listen, even if you're there only one time and you get to say the name of Jesus and they say, we don't want you to say the name of Jesus anymore, you say to them, well, that's kind of the condition. I pray in the name of Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I'm supposed to bring Jesus into my community. So that's what we do. And so whenever I have these opportunities, July 4th, bike parade, 9-11, um, memorial service in the name of Jesus, because he's the one who, he's the only one who can truly bring peace. You guys know that. Um, since then, our, our city has asked me to be part of an inclusive playground, which is a playground for everyone, including a special needs kids. Uh, in 2014, after a couple years of landscaping our police and fire department, we were asked to help with a safety fair. Um, so our city has a safety fair. Your, your city may too. And what it is, it's kind of big trucks and, and they bring out a lot of the different police officers and safety people and helicopters and things of that nature. And kids can go around, take pictures and they have kids ID. And so our city says, we don't really have volunteers for this event. Would Christian Heritage come and would they hand out hot dogs and would they hand out water and would they help us with the event? And, uh, so it, again, it just, when you serve, it opens up other doors. And so this is a, another great open door. We serve uh, at the safety fair. And uh, by the way, here's another way you can help. Cities do not have sound systems. And so most likely your church has a portable sound system just like this. It doesn't have to be expensive. Uh, this is a way in to your city. You can say to your city, hey, whatever events you have, will provide a sound system. They have to rent sound systems. Our city has rented sound systems. And so we now offer them our sound system. They see that as, oh, well, you're saving us money. And it's a blessing. Send your sound people, send your volunteers over. So that's that's one great idea. Um, the bike parade, again, that's their idea. What do we do? They called us. Will you help us with our bike parade? Sure. And so we, we just hand out little ice creams at the end of the bike parade. We are there to kind of keep kids from rolling off the road. It's only a mile long. Um, but again, our city called us. We have something called Superhero Day. And that that's where... 
Uh, it's for special needs kids. And there's a group that, out of Ohio called Superheroes for Ohio. And they dress all dress up like superheroes and they do little things. And it's a it's a really, really great day. You meet some people that have some truly special needs and great illnesses. Um, and our church was able to go in and chaperone those people and eat with the families and pray over the families and just be with them throughout the whole day. But our city needed us to do that. And so these are just these are just ideas and ways that you can help. Um, our mayor called and asked me to be part of the advisory committee at our new Avon uh, Cleveland Clinic. So Avon got a a new hospital and they called our mayor and they said, hey, who's an influencer in the community? Who can we have on our advisory board? And the mayor said, call Pastor Fail. I could not believe it. We are the only church on the advisory committee at the Avon Hospital at Cleveland Clinic. And the rest of the people are mayors. I sit with all mayors from four or five cities, all chief of police, people that own multi-million dollar businesses, and we're the only church. And it is such an honor. And it all came out of simply, we landscaped the police and the fire departments where it all, all started. So the, the Lord is so good and he, he leads. Another great thing that came out of all this was, uh, my, the chief of police sent me to chaplain's training in Louisville, Kentucky. While I was there, I met another pastor from Berea, Ohio. He's not in Assemblies of God, but I met a pastor from Berea. We hit it off. And while we were talking in between classes, he shared with me about a summer lunch program. I said, what's, what's that? And he said, well, there's kids in your community that may be hungry and they don't get a, a lunch. They get a lunch during the school year, but what happens during the summer? And I said, oh, wow, I, n- I never thought about that. And, and I said, what do you do? And he said, well, we, we feed them. And, and I said, how do you feed them all summer long? And he said, well, we don't do it alone. We have the other churches of our community help. And I thought, wow, maybe we could do that. So I came back and I got together with a couple pastors who were just friends of mine that I met, the Methodist pastor and the Lutheran pastor, and I mentioned it to them. And they said, uh, sounds like a great idea. What do we do next? I said, I, I have no idea. I don't know where to go. And so they said, why don't we talk to the school superintendent? And I said, nah, I don't want to talk to the school superintendent. Um, we had uh, gone to our school superintendent. We have a brand new school superintendent. Before he came, one of our parishioners at the church was a principal at the local elementary school, and she would hand out all of our cards for Easter egg hunts and everything, and then she retired. And so I said, well, we might as well go meet the new superintendent. So we told him, hey, you know, we used to hand out these cards, and he's like, no, you're not going to do that anymore. And I said, okay. Would it be okay if my youth pastor and my children's pastor came and had lunch with students? No, we don't want you to do that. Okay, how can we serve you? No. I'm like, okay, door is closed. So that was so disheartening. But like, remember what I said, you're going to hear lots of no's. Lots and lots and lots of no's. That really made me mad, to be honest. I was like, I am so mad right now at, at, at the superintendent. And, and so we began to pray. God help us. God open up, open up a door. So here we are, we're coming back to the superintendent who I really do not want to talk to. And we share with them, we heard about a summer lunch program 
We'd like to try to help. God had changed his heart. He was like a new man. He said, that sounds really good. How will you do it? I said, well, we don't know how we're doing it. We just want to kind of start with you. And he said, well, you're going to need help. He said, do you know some of the other pastors in town? I said, nope, I just know these two guys. And he said to me, and I really believe it was the Lord speaking through him, and he's not a Christian. He said, if you gather all the pastors of Avon, I will host the first ministerial meeting at my office. I said, I will do that. I will call every pastor in town and we will come to your office and have a meeting. So I went and visited all the churches in Avon and I met with their pastors and I said, listen, the superintendent wants to meet with us. This has never happened before. He does not like us. He had actually burned a lot of bridges with the Catholic church. He had kicked a church out of our local, one of our elementary schools. And so I had some mending to do. The pastors were like, we don't want to get together with him. We don't even like him. And uh, so I said, listen, this is a new day. God's doing something new. Will you please come and, and meet with the superintendent? And they agreed to. We had every church in town and uh, come. And I asked them if they would each take a week and and serve a lunch. Uh, at one, There was a kind of a low-income housing area where a lot of the students lived, and they agreed to do that. All the churches did. We, we continue to meet now from that very first meeting. We continue to meet at the superintendent's office. And it is, it is absolutely incredible what, what the Lord has done. So we have, last year we had nine churches that served lunch for 10 weeks. Not only do we serve lunch, though, it was really neat how the Holy Spirit led this. When we met with the lady who runs the apartment complex where we serve lunch, she said, please don't just come and feed them lunch. These kids need attention. They, they, they need people to pay attention to them. Would you do something else? I said, how about if we tell them Bible stories? How about if we sing songs? How, do, how about if we make crafts? She goes, you would do that? And I said, yes. I'm thinking VBS, you know, and uh, and so that's what we did. Every church did VBS, um, and and it was incredible. Can you imagine ten weeks? And here's what I reminded myself. You know, the scripture says this: the gospel is good news to the poor. Right? Is that what the God? That's what the scripture says. God loves those little children, doesn't He? Ten weeks this past summer and we're going to be doing it again this summer too it's just an amazing door the lord has opened up so engaging your community what can i encourage you to do start with prayer okay start with prayer we host a prayer meeting the first saturday of every month this is what our church does it's just kind of some ideas we pray as a staff every Tuesday morning. We meet in the sanctuary and we pray for an hour over the needs of our church and our outreaches. Every Wednesday evening, we have a prayer time. We, we call Wednesday night, we call cross training. A lot of churches do a lot of different things. So we have a half hour of worship, a half hour of prayer, and then a half hour of Bible study. So we just call it cross training. And uh, it just provides... And it's interesting. People at our church 
They, some do not like our Wednesday night service because we spend too much time in prayer. And, and, and my, my, my thought is this, really. And if you're not going to come, that's okay because we need to pray. And so, by the way, when you start to pray, don't think you're going to attract a big crowd. You will not. But the people that you attract, it's important. And don't ever let up on it. We don't. I, I remember telling a, a, one of my board members said to me, Pastor, if you just didn't pray on Wednesday night, you'd have a lot more people. And I said, over my dead body. What in the world are we doing? The church needs to pray. And yes, I know it's not pretty or whatever, that, that a lot of people aren't going to come, but we need it more than anything else. We need prayer. And so what happens during that prayer time is I, I just, I tell myself what's happening. We're teaching people to pray and we're, we're, we're modeling how to pray to, to, to people. And, and yes, some people may think it's boring, but it's very necessary. We begin our year with fasting and prayer, just like Almost all Assembly of God churches do. We have several times throughout the year where we host fasting and prayer. So we're, as we approach Easter, we're having 21 days of fasting and prayer. We put a calendar out in our lobby and we ask people just to initial days that they're fasting, not to put their name on it because fasting is private. It's between you and God. And, and please take a day where you're going to fast and pray or several days. Um, and so those are the things, those are the concepts. Since you're going to, I'm sure everybody's going to have an Easter egg hunt or most churches do that. We pray for our Easter egg hunt that God would help bring people and that people will be born again and they would come back to our church. Uh, we have a prayer walk in July and uh, that's one of the sheets that I handed you. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. But please let the Holy Spirit lead you. Right before we did I Love Avon Day, I was just travailing in prayer. And, and I said, God, you know, a lot of my friends are saying, just join the Chamber of Con- uh, Commerce in your city and just begin to build relationships that way. And I, I, I remember saying, I don't want to just do that. I mean, yeah, that would be easy to do. Just go and join the chamber and make some friends. But I said, Holy Spirit, what do you want us to do? And I'm just going to wait on you until you give us an idea of what you want us to do. And I just really want to encourage you, pray and honor God. He can make things happen just like this. And what he's going to do, he's going to do. And you're not. And that's what's important. This is not about what we can do. It's about what God can do. So if you'll look at that calendar that I handed out, I just want to kind of quickly go over some of those ideas we do something called coffee with a cop. If anybody lives near a Starbucks, Starbucks has a program. By the way, two, two or three years ago, they were anti the police, which is so weird for me to, in my mind, but they have changed. They've come, they've done a, just a complete reverse. They actually have a program called coffee with a cop. So you can talk to your local Starbucks. If you don't have Starbucks around, we've used Panera bread. You can use just a local um, uh, cafe, and, and I'll, if you guys want more information about that, I can give you information about that. In February, we go to the city mission. We feed the homeless. Listen, partner up with other groups. Partner up with the Catholics. Partner up with other denominations, the Lutherans in your community, maybe already doing feeding. Just say, can we help? Can we help? 
I work with all the churches in Avon. In fact, since I've been gathering them, I somehow got in charge of all the churches. And, uh, and so we, um, we meet once a month. We just met on Thursday. We met at the superintendent's office again. It's fabulous what the Lord is doing. But we're praying together now in each other's churches. That was scary for them. That was scary because we speak in tongues at Christian Heritage. And they're like, are we going to go to your church? And here's what I said. No, we'll start at your church. Let's go to your church. And so they said, what does this prayer meeting look like? And, and, and so I said, well, we'll sing a hymn. And then we'll pray and we'll read scriptures. And so I sent them a format. And if anybody wants that, you can come up and ask me. Um, we actually have a little format or order of service. It's, it's liturgical, meaning the uh, Methodists and the Lutherans will love it. And that's what you really want to do. You want to give them a level of comfort. And um, we sing a hymn. We read a scripture. We pray for the schools. We read it. Sing another hymn. We read a scripture. We pray for whatever it is. And that helps them know you're not pushing an agenda you're sincerely you just want to pray with them now we did have one of our independent non um, non-denom churches rock their heads off and and the lutheran pastor walked out i couldn't believe it that he, he just walked out of the service he just was not used to rock and roll worship um just be sensitive as you're getting together with these other churches. It's not about you and it's not about what you like. It's about partnering together for the kingdom of God's sake. So March, you see a community prayer service. That's what ours looks like. And then these are just some of our ideas. Easter egg hunt or back to the city mission. We hosted after prom at our church. You might say, you are kidding me. We're kids grinding there and dancing and no, no. And we, we specifically sat down with the leadership and said, you can come here for after prom, but we're, we're not hosting a dance. You can play volleyball. You can play games. You can eat food. You can do whatever else you want to do. We had tons of chaperones. It went extremely well. We had no problem. Everything with, came without a hitch. The, 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 the group from the school, they're like, how much can we pay you? How much can we pay you? We said, we don't want paid. We just want to be a blessing to you. So when you're working with your city, don't take money. Now they eventually, they wrote us a check and, and sent it to the church and, and we accepted that. But we tell, we're not signing a contract with you. We're not, you can use our building. We want you. We want to be a blessing to you. And that's what we do for our community. Um, I'm sure everyone does something a little different. Our church is a voting precinct. Go to your board of elections and ask if you can become a voting precinct. That's what I did very early in my ministry there. I just went and they said no. The next year they said you can be an emergency site. So for two or three years we were an emergency site. Then eventually we became a voting site. You know what that means? That means there's a thousand people that are going to walk through your church. It is a good thing. Okay? Very, very good thing. Ooh, running out of time. Um, you can see some of the other stuff on there. And the, the last thing I gave you was our, uh, our prayer walk. But does anyone have any questions about engaging your community? Just ideas that you want a, a little flushed out? Yes, sir. So the, what we do, um, our church was really tight financially. We really couldn't even afford to 
sponsor the event. And so we asked Panera Bread, would you, this is for the police, would you donate um, pastries and would you provide the coffee? And the first time they said yes. And uh, so that was beautiful. They provide a little place. The police send over so it is, it's a national program, so the police should know about it in your community. And so what I did was I just was the kind of the go-between. I went to the captain and I said, hey, when, when are you thinking about doing that coffee with the cop thing again? Oh, I don't know. And I said, well, I've been talking to, uh, I, I, I made myself the middleman. I've been talking to Panera Bread and we could do it on, Wednesday, the, you know, and I would give them the dates. You kind of have to be a little pushy, but very polite pushy, because um, they just kick the can down the road, you know. Um, now, our, the neat thing about Avon was they wanted to do with coffee with the cop. And the concept is this, is they just make themselves available to the community, even for complaints. Police are very tough. They don't mind you coming and complaining to them. I think the police stink, and we don't like how you, you pull us over, and the traffic's terrible. Yes, yes, that's true. And they just take it, you know? Sorry about that. Any other questions, you know? They're great. That, that's what they want. They just want to engage the community. So we are the liaison. Since Panera hosted several times, we paid, I think we paid them $50 for coffee and for, for donuts. And uh, like I said, so we ask, can we put this date on the calendar? Will you host? As I said, Starbucks has a program. And what we do as a church, when we know it's going to happen, we have either our rangers or our impact girls, girls ministry, make little cards or Sunday school, have your teenagers, have somebody make cards or a poster or something to present to the police. They don't, it's funny, they're very emotional less but they love it they really do like it they love the support but they act like they don't um, but yeah coffee with the cop is great please do coffee with the cop in your community and and don't be afraid of the wheels being very very slow you just have to keep going and keep prodding if you want to engage your community but it's a great it's a very successful program anything else any other questions about some of the things that we do. Yes. We do the prayer walk in July, and we do it on a Saturday. And if you guys want to pull that out, I'll talk about that for a moment. So this is a format that we use, and you can use this right now. We start at our middle school. We just start at one of, one of the schools. And then we kind of walk this kind of semicircle all the way to the last school. It's a five-mile walk, so we know that everybody can't walk it. Um, but we still, we always have a group of around 25 to 30. Sometimes we've had more. But the important thing is that you're praying. In fact, it was after one of these prayer walks that we saw the change in our school superintendent. So let me just tell you, this works. Prayer walk your community. So we, we prayed over every church. And we, we lay our hands on the school building. It's a Saturday. Nobody's even around. We lay, and it's in the summer. We lay hands on the school building and we just pray. So if you have teenagers with you, let them pray or our youth pastor or our kids pastor. And then we sing. 
We just we we have three or four pieces of paper in our hands with their songs on there. The scriptures are all written out. And I wish I would have included that here. But we sing as we go. Do you guys look like lunatics? I'm sure we do to several people driving by because we are singing. We're singing out loud. You know, oh, Lord, my God, and it's very, by the way, it's very hard to read a scripture while you're walking, like you're tripping. And and so, but we persevere through. It's really great. Um, And these are the things that we pray for. So I just kind of gave you some ideas of what we pray for. We stop at as many churches as we can along the way. Um, Our police station is right in the middle of town and it has a restroom makes a perfect place to stop and we go and we use the restroom we tell the police hi we're prayer we're praying for you you know and they're like yeah whatever you know but you know we're a little we're crazy for christ right so all, all of this this is just what we do and it it works we we pray uh as you can see when we walk from the high school to the police station we pray that people would turn from drugs and addiction we pray against the spirit of pride. We pray that blinders would come off people's eyes. We pray that God would send revival. I usually, if you flip it over under the battle hymn of the Republic there, we, we have people praying the spirit. This is a spiritual prayer walk. Pray in tongues as you're going, as you're walking. Yes, are we praying in the spirit? Yes. And we're not screaming at the top of our lungs in the spirit. That's not what it says. You pray in the spirit, just like you were praying as you're walking past homes and you're saying, Lord, I pray that they wouldn't get divorced. I pray in Jesus name that they won't get divorced. You know, keep the families together. We pray against domestic violence. You're not screaming that in front of somebody's house. You know, you're just saying it softly between you and the Lord. And so when we pray in tongues, we're just praying to ourselves in the spirit uh, and to God, to God. Um, so th- this is how we do our prayer walk. Does any other questions about the prayer walk part, specifically? By the, and we do this every year. This is not something like you did one time, and but we do this every year, and it's very—I don't know—I feel I feel like God is really moving in our city uh, because of this. Any other questions about some of the things that we do? Safety fair. I, I really want to suggest call, calling your city. How can we serve you? And, but do, do your homework first. Look on the city calendar and find out what kind of events are going on in the community. And just say, um, I, in North Ridgefield, there's a, uh, one of our churches, uh, Harvest Ridge, and they told their city, hey, we'll take out the trash for one of the big things that they do. We'll take out all the trash. And um, wow. And so that's what they, something that they do every year. They just take out the trash, the corn corn thing the corn festival yeah and and so hey but the city appreciates it and they love it so i mean just little things like that and then of course like i said if you're praying and you're asking the holy spirit to lead you it'll just begin to unfold into many 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 areas and we're so blessed christian heritage we're blessed this is not the norm by the way this is not what every every city is seeing uh but it's, I believe, what a lot of us can see when we engage through prayer and we ask the Holy Spirit to lead us. And you just start off one step at a time. 
One of the things that the, the um, another pastor in the community, the Lutheran pastor, as we were driving over to uh, the apartments where we were going to serve lunch, he said, uh, you want to know what the city said about you before they made you chaplain? I don't know. And he said, they think you're so pushy. And I said, I'll take that as a compliment. Just not, I'm just not going to take no for an answer. I'm just going to keep pressing and pressing and pressing. Polite. I'm very polite. I've never been disrespectful um, to any of our uh, people. I leave, by the way, I leave our mayor alone. Um, I, here's something I've learned. Uh, I don't take the mayor for coffee. I don't take him for lunch. And I've really thought about doing that. But I've learned now that I'm kind of on the inside of the city. They really can't do that and they don't like to do it. Two reasons. It feels like they're being bought off. That's the first thing. And they're just very, very busy. And so you don't have to take the mayor for lunch. You don't have to take the police chief for lunch. And they, they're not allowed to accept gifts. So somebody gave one, recently gave some big, beautiful uh, poinsettias. And they gave it and they said, this is for the police. And the police, it was funny, they set it out in their lobby instead of bringing it back into the offices. I'm like, sir, why isn't that back in the office? We need to enjoy this back in the offices. We can't accept a gift over $10. And I'm like, very robotic, you know. I'm like, okay, so you're going to leave it in the lobby? He goes, well, that's the public. The, 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 the lobby's public. I'm like, okay. Uh, so you just kind of learn their ways. But, um, but please, please engage your community, uh, engage, start asking, call the police, call the, the city and just see what you can do. It's great. Any other questions? All right, let me close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we have spent together. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in Avon and Lord, let it grow. Lord, I pray that your spirit would just continue to lead us and I pray for each one here. I pray, Father, that you'll just plant seeds in their minds. Holy Spirit, be upon each person in this room. Give them revelation and guide them. I pray, Lord, that they will have open doors when they call their city, when they call the police, when they get ready to landscape their police or fire department, when they go to the board of elections. I pray for open doors in the name of Jesus that we can be cities on a hill. Lord, that our churches can be lifted up on a lampstand as you have called us to be. You've called us to be the light of the world. God, use us. Continue to give us great ideas in which to reach our community. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.